0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new edition of the Nickel City Hot Takes. My name is Brian. As always, my co-host and producer extraordinaire Angel is beside me. Say hello. We're
1: in episode two.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys, this is an exciting episode. We're gonna talk some league news, things happening around the league. Uh, Gonna talk some Bills news, and we're gonna debate what we think are some of the Bills' needs. And uh, also with us today, we have two special guests. Without further ado, let's get right into this thing. Hold your butts. gentlemen as you know one of my goals of this show is to make my love and passion for the buffalo community so infectious that we bring more fans to our beloved teams and with us today we have a special guest who inspires us to do just that many of you know him as the founder of 26 shirts and bill's mafia if that's not inspiring enough he's also a great philanthropist who loves the buffalo community as we do and that's the main reason we asked him to represent 26 shirts as our Buffalo gem for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, Dell Reed.
2: Yeah. So in terms of what 26 shirts is, uh, I don't know, you know, how familiar those listening would be with it, but it's uh we sell a different Buffalo themed t-shirt every week. Now it used to be every two weeks, 52 divided by two is 26. That's where the name came from. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Now, now it's just a, now, I guess it's just a name. <laughs> we're not, we've come too far, we're not changing it. So uh, every week we launch a new two-week campaign. So we've always got two campaigns going at a time. One's closing you know, that week and one's opening that week. And for every shirt we sell, for the most part, there's a couple exceptions here, but every, everything on the website has a give back component to it, a donation component to it. For the most part though, all of our featured designs, they all donate $8 to a a family in the community, you know, or uh, a a nonprofit that's doing good work in the community. Um, And as you mentioned at the outset, we've been doing this for about seven and a half years now. And just this past December, we blew right past a million dollars that we were able to raise and donate, which again is a huge, um, it's very humbling. It's a huge thing we're very proud of it, but it's also very humbling. Um, And so that's kind of who we are, what we do. You know, a lot of our shirts have to do with the local football team, the the local hockey team when they're winning games (laughs) (laughs) or or at least keeping people interested and engaged, right? Or just the city in general. Our whole goal is to take whatever Western New York um, or Chicago, we have a Chicago line as well too, but you know, our main flag is planted in um, Western New York, but whatever the community is excited about at that time, whether it's a local sports team doing good or the, something that's going on in the city, um, or for example, you know the uh, the Blue Jays playing last summer in Buffalo. Even though we couldn't go to the game, um, that was a really cool event basically that was happening in the city. So we kind of we leveraged that as well too. So whatever the community is excited about at that time, we try to take that excitement and that passion throw it into a t-shirt you know, format and then use it to channel that excitement that people have for what's going on in the community back into the community.
0: Absolutely. And those Blue Jays jerseys and shirts, man, those were awesome. Awesome designs there.
2: Thank you. Yeah, we whipped that up in just a couple hours. No kidding. (laughs) Well, we had the idea that that previous weekend, we had that idea kind of fleshed out in terms of what we would do if we're going to execute it And then there was word that they were going to go to Pittsburgh and then I forget what the other city was somewhere else. And then the last second, they're like, oh, they're going to Buffalo. So we threw that together real quickly. And that immediately, not immediately, but that very quickly became our best selling design ever. We ended up raising almost uh, $70,000 to share between two food banks, one in, in Western New York and one in Canada.
0: Wow. Wow. That's great stuff, man. Great stuff. Uh, just out of curiosity, Del, um, uh, how, how many of the designs do you guys that are basically running the business come up with, and how versus how many that people send in?
2: That's a great question. So for a while there, you know, it, it, when we launched, it was one hundred percent freelance, right? Because okay. I wasn't doing this full time. I wasn't, you know, I had another job. Um, there was no real staff to speak of, really. It was just me and my business partner, kind of like, almost like as a hobby business, right? You know, and so we used strictly freelancers to do that. And then when it came became my full time job, when I you know decided to take the plunge, we still used freelancers. But within about six months of me starting to do this full time, we brought in a gentleman named Josh, who is our creative director now. And then we went through a, a, a stint where he was doing probably ninety percent of the designs.
0: Okay. And then
2: this past November when we decided to move the model from every 2 weeks to every week, we realized that that's just just too much for one person, right? And so it's really cool now because now we're developing stuff in house, but at the same time we're back to using a lot of freelancers again, which is which is great because you get you get to leverage just all the different talent that's in the community and um there you know Josh is amazing. He's an amazing artist. He's able to mimic so many different styles. So, you look at two different designs, you have no idea that the same guy designed both. Right. But it, it, they're just, it's just, it's so great to be able to involve the community as well, too, because not only do they bring their own perspective, but our company is all about giving back. Sure. And we want to, in a lot of ways, give back to freelance artists and give them an opportunity to use their talent in a way that allows them to help others. And, you know, we compensate them for it as well, too. So. It's it's like a win for everybody, right? And some freelancers that we use are strictly freelance. That's that's their job, right? Some are maybe creative directors somewhere else. And then some are just, you know, doing whatever, like a normal, you know, nine to five job. They just happen to be good at Illustrator and or procreate or whatever app they use. And they just do this on the side, you know, as as amateur. So it's really cool that we're able to actually leverage all these different people from the community because the way that this business is built and what we stand for, it's all about the community wrapping its arms figuratively around, you know, somebody in need. And so we can give other people in the community an opportunity to give back in more than just a way that such as purchasing a shirt. We, we want to be able to do that.
0: And the, this is what we're talking about, guys. This is the main reason we wanted to have Dell on. He's so involved in the community with this uh, 26 Shirts brand. Um, this is what it's all about. Uh, so, Del, just out of curiosity, do you have a favorite design?
2: <laughs> I got asked that a lot. Child. <laughs> And, and it, it's like having children, right? You know, you can't say you have, you know, uh, you know, one's your favorite. And I would say whatever design we just released is my favorite. But, um, you know, I, I really liked the one we did a, a month or two ago. We called it um, Echo 716, which was like an Empire Strikes Back parody. And we had... You know, something like a Han Solo looking type on a buffalo instead of a Tauntaun, I really like that one. Sure. In terms of a favorite one of all time, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's tough to say. There's a lot of good ones, especially now, seven years later. There's so many designs.
0: Absolutely.
1: I mean, personally like one of my favorite ones is the Bison King. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I love that one. I I I love the King with like it's my one of my favorite anime movies all favorite movies of all time, and I saw that I was like, "Oh my god, it's so good!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we do. You know, we do bring some designs back for Hall of Fame. We call them when they're just so wildly popular. We offer them forever, right? Right. Um, and, and you know, there's a little bit of a special sauce that has to be in there. Like, we're not going to do, even though it's our best-selling design ever. We're not going to do the Major League one because that was kind of cool at its, you know, in its time, but it's not really a timeless design. So, you know, I don't think in 2024 or whatever, someone's going to want to buy that shirt. Um, But something like the Bison King or Blue Cheese and Wings.
0: Yeah, that's um, timeless.
2: They're more timeless, right? So um, we do try to bring some back, you know, so that they're available, you know, more often.
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, Angel, I know you had a question or two for Dell. What do you
1: got? (laughs) So, um the, again, this is probably the most common question you get a lot. What became of Bills Mafia? Like, what, like, what, like, brought it to like scenario? You're sitting down with your friend, and then out of nowhere, it's just popped up. Or what's the story behind Bills Mafia?
2: It's a long story, and it's like well <laughs> documented on the internet. So I'll save your listeners some time. But really, the short version of it is, um, it was an inside joke between myself and a couple other Bills fans literally about 10 years ago. I think the first time I used it was April, 2011, referencing, you know, how a bunch of us got blocked by Adam Schefter in November, 2010. So, and it was really like, we, we didn't sit down with the idea of, Hey, let's create this, this phrase or let's create this movement or anything like that. It was really just an off the hip wisecrack that I made on Twitter. And within a few months, you know, other people had discovered it and, you know, some players discovered it. And obviously when the players started using it, that's when it really got traction. But it was completely a, a, a joke that was not meant to become what it is. But when it gained popularity, a few of us that were kind of there at the outset, we saw the opportunity to do something productive with it. You know, not in terms of like for ourselves, like not so we could just sell shirts and you know exploit fellow fans and make some money off of them because we said something cool and they wanted to wear it but something that could really give back and so from the jump you know my involvement in terms of all this stuff has been what what can I do to take this attention and do something positive with it and so we started you know the the Bills Mafia stuff that we were selling very early on we decided to you know give a portion of that to Roswell Park um mm-hmm actually all the proceeds we made after paying for the insurance, went to Roswell Park uh, Cancer Institute to help the, the pediatric cancer care. So, you know, sometimes, you know, because so often somebody will become like viral, to use that term, right? And It seems like they immediately try to turn it into something where they gain for themselves something out of it. And <laughs> I'm surprised more people haven't figured this out. Most people at that moment immediately turn that person off. You know, like, oh, whatever. Okay, I'm done. I'm on to the next thing. <laughs> so i think i think a lot of the the staying power for lack of a better term with bill's mafia was because early on we weren't trying to make it about ourselves we were trying to use it to celebrate our fellow fans and, and the love we have for the team
0: yeah, and it's it's definitely done that and taken off and you know the whole mafia means family thing it's just another representative of what the community is all about man it, it it's funny that you know you started off as a joke and it's turned into something that's so powerful to all of the you know Bill's Mafia you know. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy because it, like I said because it wasn't planned because I kind of just like all fell in my lap I've tried not to hold on to it too tightly you know and you know, and I've tried not like I said again not to make it about me and just it's brought a lot of joy to a lot of people it's given them a banner to kind of celebrate the love we have for the team even when the team is not doing well and um, it's really cool to to have played that part like in the history of you know my favorite team you know
0: absolutely and and make no mistake i I think all of us know bill's mafia is not going anywhere that's that's our thing now it's staying with us
1: i mean uh (laughs) i mean the that's a that's a it was a big deal because i uh what was it last year early last year somewhere around that time when the season started I noticed that everyone started to make a big deal about Bill's Mafia. Not because of Bill's Mafia, but because a certain social media started to use the word Bill's Mafia. And I'm like, what's happening right now? And everyone's like, it's finally embraced. And then, uh, apparently apparently um, the team started to embrace Bill's Mafia. And that was kind of like a milestone, I guess, within Bill's Mafia in itself. Right?
2: Yeah, it was. That's, I mean, that's surreal.
1: <laughs> yeah. the fact that, that not, not
2: only that the team has adopted it, but the actual NFL Twitter has adopted it as well too. You know, you tweet the hashtag Bills Mafia and the little logo would show up with the Bills next to it during the season. That's crazy. That's crazy. And to see the, 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 the Bills official account using it and the NFL's official account using it is certainly surreal and obviously nothing we ever expected
0: yeah
1: honestly I, I mean i can only imagine your reaction when you start seeing like you know nfl teams and well obviously the bills themselves i mean i can't imagine something that i did you know just for you know for, for fun for the most part and then next thing you know it blows up to the point where the team itself is starting to embrace it it's like surreal in a way
2: <laughs> no that's the word it is surreal that's not in a way
0: it is surreal <laughs>
1: That's crazy.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, well, here's a funny thing. Okay, right now they're they're having this uh, little poll, this little bracket thing. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, a certain um, website right now. It's having a bracket thing, and uh, I heard that you're a pretty big fan of uh, Howard S- uh, Simon picks the bills.
2: <laughs> yeah, I always enjoy Howard picks the bills. I don't know why I get like so into it. It's just like. I don't know, it's just something fun to get excited about, something completely, you know, he'll even tell you pointless and stupid, and that, I think that's why it's so fun. It's just putting so much energy into something that really has no bearing on anything. But, yeah, I'm a big Howard Picks the Bills fan.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like almost every time they, they have uh, the the segment, they always mention, like, what does Dell think? What does Dell think? Please tell <laughs> us. <laughs> I have
2: no idea how I inserted myself into Howard Picks the Bills, but – as a big fan, I'll accept it. You know, I'll, I'll be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, it just—it
1: just, it just kind of seems like you know when it the segment is ready to go, everyone stops what they're doing, tune in WGR. We gotta listen to Howard Simon with Bills. and then we either yell at I, him or support you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've literally pulled my car over in the morning on the way to the office <laughs> just so I can listen to it and tweet about it and stuff like that. And then there's uh, some mornings where it's like. It's like ten thirty, and I really think, oh my gosh, I missed it. You know, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I missed uh, this arbitrary choices that this radio host made. <laughs> oh my goodness, you know.
1: I don't know. I think it, I think things of like moments like that kind of bring everyone together, even though it's something silly. And I'm sure he's not exactly happy to do it because you know, you know, the backlash. But you know, it's just it's just a moment that everyone just sits down and kind of just like listen. It kind of lets you know, go with it, you know. It, it's it's a funny segment, but I like I like it because it's you know it's I know it's not deeper than what it is, but you know, it's uh it's I, I just love it. I I know they always mention your name on it, so that's why, <laughs> which is weird
0: too. Another surreal
1: thing, but okay, you know.
0: <laughs> Gotta come down from the fun a little bit, Dell. Uh, do you got anything that you know that's around town that comes to mind that just uh. Brings your pride to be a part of the Buffalo community. Shoot, man. Off off the top of your head.
2: So much, I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. Really, I I love the way that this city, this region, whether it's people still living here or expats like yourselves, um, the way that we rally around people in need, I mean, it goes by, you know, Buffalo goes by the term city of good neighbors. And I always say that that is more than just a clever sign that you're going to see driving around the city. It's really a mentality that the Buffalo region has, you know, the Western New York region has in terms of helping folks in need. And uh, th- I think that's what I'm most proud of is you look at how even like things like Bill's Mafia, like how it's become known for, you know, donating to, Andy Dalton's Foundation or whatever foundation is going on, at the time to celebrate a win or to to you know prove a point or, or anything along those lines. I love the the you know default action has become to just give money to to people in need. I think that's something to really be proud of.
0: Absolutely. Man. And
2: and canal side, I think canal side is cool. Oh, it is <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. If any any of the listeners go to Buffalo, definitely check out canal side. But uh, just to kind of touch on what you just said there, Dell, um, uh, I talked about this I, I, in the first episode. I went on a, a little rant about how terrible the Sabers are right now, and I touched mm. on how like these teams like that they're woven into the fabric of the community. They're part of us. So you see all the star players that, you know, are in the community, getting involved in the community and whether that, you know, motivates other people in the community to do the same thing or not, or whatever it makes us do what we do. That's just also my point of pride too. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Actually, uh, I got I got a question as far as like twenty six shirts. Um, yeah. My my thing is um, I noticed that in the website itself, um, there's also the um, Chicago and um, are you what is like the I guess the like, the future twenty six shirts? Are you planning on doing twenty six shirts? You know, Miami or or other than that, or you kind gonna kind of stick with uh, Buffalo for time being.
2: We talk about that pretty much every day.
1: <laughs> no, I what, that. Are, I that.
2: what are we doing? Um, I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. You know, eventually, I mean, this is a model that is proven can work, right? And as much as I talk about how how great Buffalo is, and the city of good neighbors, and, and all that, I gotta believe that this is something, you know, a model that can be done elsewhere to help, you know, families and in other cities and we've tried different cities. We're still in Chicago, you know, we ran the the, the Pittsburgh operation for, you know, four plus years and in Cincinnati for a year. So we've tried different things and, you know, we really, I think perfected our craft here in in Buffalo. And so it's tricky to, you know, determine when's a good time to split off and do another city, right? Because so often it feels for every unit of energy we pour into the city of Buffalo, we get a hundred back, and there's days when it feels like it's the opposite in the other cities. I mean, it helps because we're here in Buffalo, right? Right. Um, but I'm I'm not sure, you know, what the future holds. We want to continue to grow in the Buffalo market. We want to continue to, you know, leverage this good thing that we have, you know, to help people in need here in Buffalo. But as I mentioned, I got to believe that there's there's room for this to take off in other cities as well. So, you know, we'll see, We're, you know, frankly speaking, like COVID has kind of tampered our 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 our, um, our plans a little bit in terms of trying to figure out, you know, where obviously we can't just like travel to Chicago and do a pop-up or, or, or an event or something like that in the past year or so, which we would do in the past. So, and, and, and things along those lines and everybody has been kind of like in a holding pattern like across this country, in this world, has been kind of like in this holding pattern um, while we're waiting to get on the other side of, of this pandemic, and I don't think any of us are really sure what you know it's going to be like. Because I don't think it's going to be exactly like it was, you know, say February two thousand twenty. I think right. there's, it's going to be a little different. So we don't know. We don't know where that's going. So um, great questions. I wish I had better answers for you, but you know, there's a lot of things here in Buffalo that we haven't even begun to do yet that we want to do, and, and so I think you're gonna see us doing more here in the city of Buffalo short term. In the long term though, I mean don't be surprised if we start doing more in Chicago and maybe revisiting Pittsburgh or Cincinnati or a whole new city altogether.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, us being Buffalo uh, from Buffalo, we definitely appreciate the expansion there. And uh um yeah, that's what we got for you today, Dell. So uh listen, we just wanted to thank you again for coming on. Um Ladies and gentlemen, check out 26 shirts. Like Dell said, there's just endless, uh, they've been doing this for years. They've got endless designs, check them out. You can see past designs. You can see the ones that are uh, on there forever as their best sellers and they're, they're just awesome. And most importantly, they promote an excellent cause. Uh, go to families in need. Um, it, it's, it's just an admiral thing, Dell. And like I said, it's an honor to have you on for this.
2: Well, well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate those sentiments. Just, but at the end of the day, I'm just <laughs> I'm just a fan like you guys, man. Seriously, I don't want to say that patronizingly. Like, I somehow got all these followers. I just felt like I had to do something productive with it. So I would hope that anybody else in this position would do the same thing. But it's an honor to play the role.
0: Absolutely. You, you're, you're a role model for everybody who's like-minded, man. So uh, once again, uh, thank you for coming on. I know our listeners are going to love it and everybody. Uh, Go ahead and check out 26shirts.com. And uh, thanks again, Dell. Thank
2: you, man. I appreciate the opportunity to to chat. Uh, It's an honor to be one of your first, you know, guests.
0: So thank you so much. Yeah, we couldn't have thought of a better one. I I was just blown away when you responded to my email, man. I I was jumping for joy. (laughs) Like I said, uh,
2: I'm not that big a deal, but I appreciate that gesture. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely
0: all right guys what an interview that was huh um on to our second guest here he's been like a big brother to me for my whole life uh my uncle eric say hi to the people hey guys yeah we uh we got a second gem for the uh, episode here since easter's coming up my uncle he's got a uh a nice restaurant around town he wants to talk about so go ahead and take it away So a landmark thing that I thought would be a
3: great idea for you um, to talk about, you know, when Brian had talked about um, the, um, you know, the nice gem that we have, you know, where you can do the nature walk. I, you know, that is a great place. I have been there before, Um, you know, I took my two girls there actually, and it is, it's very nice uh, location to check out for us. but I wanted to talk about for, um, Easter season. Um, my mom and dad and I, we usually go to a hidden gem that I like to call called the happy swallow. Um, yes, the name is, sounds very funny, but it's (laughs) actually, it's in the heart of like Buffalo, you know, East side of Buffalo, kind of not a great area, but, um, it's on Sycamore and Titus. And, um, especially around Easter time, um, it's a nice place to go for a fish fry good portion size um you got to pay with uh cash though it's there's no credit card you can pay with but i always always talk about how you know it's a great little place to go to if you were looking for a fish fry around easter time
0: sure sure fish fry that's that's a thing too you know around easter time everybody's eating their fish so
3: exactly so yeah like i said you know people that you know for friday fish fry there's always a Almost like a March Madness pool that you see. Like, what is the best fish fry in in in, in Buffalo or whatnot? You. Um, so I'm a homer for always picking uh, the Happy Swallow. I mean, some people will say there's one in Wilson. Um, some will say, you know, oh, this one, this one. But I always like that one. Um, nice people there. Um, the kind of was uh um my mother's uh sister knew the owners of the the restaurant and you know, they would go there a couple times, you know, that. And then when I became of age and took them for a treat, you know, or they vice versa, that would be somewhere we would always try to go. So, I mean, if you get a chance to go there or get to go out for a fish fry during Lent season, um, that would be a place that I say would be somewhere to go.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That's a cool story too. Yeah, guys, uh, check out the Happy Swallow if you're looking for good fish fry. Uh, Sycamore com- and Titus. Sycamore and Titus. <laughs> All righty. Well, there's our second gem of the episode. Um let's go ahead and jump right into some league news. Um a couple guys that uh got picked up by some teams that uh, we didn't get to mention on the last episode. Um there are a couple rumors about, you know, trying to get Sammy Watkins back to Buffalo. Um, Baltimore ended up signing him. That's, you know, another speedy target for Lamar um, Lamar Jackson. Uh, he can be a little bit injury prone, as we know, and as the Chiefs know, but um, pairing him up with Hollywood Brown and Watkins on the other side, that could be pretty dangerous if they get them a nice bruiser running back. Um, the biggest one that I think that uh, is going to, make the giants a little bit scarier is uh, kenny galladay that's the type of wide receiver i think um he's just gonna help out that young quarterback quite a bit and just imagining that offense with a healthy saquon barkley and him uh it's gonna be nice to not have to play the giants this year um those are my two big ones um uncle eric you got any that you can think of off the top of your head
3: not that I could think of really big um that I'm thinking of. Um, I mean, we did some nice little um, secondary moves, you know, to help out. you know, I believe we got an alignment and an offense alignment. Um, not too familiar with who they are if I'm thinking right. Um, but I do like the Galloway with the Giants. But the only thing I thought about with that is, I don't think the issue is the offense so much with the Giants. Um, you know, they did have some nice pieces there with Shepard and they have a really good tight end that I like with them. Sure. But it just, I mean, Galloway, his health issues, I mean, if he can stay healthy, yeah, he's going to really help them out. But I felt like I didn't really think they needed to spend the bank on it. I mean, they've thrown some money around they had to use, but it kind of gave me like a head scratcher. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I felt like it wasn't like a big need that they
0: need it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. The, the, the money portion was, you know, kind of a head scratcher too. And you made a heck of a good point on the defense. Um, I, if I were the giants GM, I'd be trying to add defense. started off parts. this morning, a few minutes. And uh, yeah. Angel, you got anything on the Galladay?
1: day? I mean, I personally think it's a good, it's a good pickup for them. Um, Money wise, eh, eh. but you know, it's uh, if it helps improve the team, We'll see. That's that's you know, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. up that's up in the air right now, to be honest. So we'll kind of see. Like I said, we know his talents, but we just don't know sure, his talents fair. with that team, as we can tell from you know acquiring certain wide receivers. You know they might shine or might fail in uh, certain offenses. So it's all
0: about building that chemistry too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, One other big one that I really liked, which makes Indy a really scary team is, uh, bringing Xavier Rhodes to their secondary. Um, as we know, it it took everything we had to get past them in the playoffs last year. And just adding this dynamic player to their secondary. Um, if Carson Wentz ends up having a really good season, watch out for the Colts. They're, they're, they're coming for everybody.
3: That brings a good point that I was thinking about was the Colts. For some reason, I don't know why, but I, I, I'm high on Wentz this year, just maybe because that offense, even with just uh old man Rivers last year, <laughs> I mean, bringing Wentz in, I, I feel like he can be, like, as productive as Rivers is, maybe even a little, you know, younger. Yeah, he's injury-prone as well. Sure. But – you you know I know we were talking about defense there, but that offense didn't really lose much on it either. So I mean, as, if Wentz can be the ones that want to you know took the team to the Super Bowl, I mean, look out, Indy. You you bring a good point on that. And real fast to go back to the Watkins one. Sure. Uh I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess it's a good, I guess a good fit for the Ravens. But again, I may be, again being a homer on this. I feel like the Ravens' offense is not the issue in a sense. I mean, yeah, I think uh, they are a run-heavy team, but they mm-hmm. have some weapons there. But, I mean, Watkins is a good – he's not a second receiver. He's not a first receiver anymore. He's a good complement third receiver. So, I mean, it doesn't hurt. Sure, and, again, sure. I, I mean, going off of those two moves, I mean – that you bring a good point, but the defense Indy, that was their big thing. They needed some, a cornerback. And I think Xavier Rhodes is a good pickup as you, I agree with you, Brian.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And just a kind of little bit of a counter punch to your uh, Baltimore point um, for the past, I don't know how long, but you, you think Baltimore Ravens, you think defense, and I know they've kind of tapered down, you know, ever since the Ray Lewis and all those years and everything, but it's still one of them defenses that teams play against, and you're like, all right, we got to step our game up as an offense, you know? But uh, as far as Lamar Jackson, uh, everybody was talking about last year, he doesn't have any targets to throw the ball to, and we're all scratching our heads this year in free agency. Why are they not signing a wide receiver? So, uh, yeah, Angel, you got anything on either of those two?
1: Um, Actually, it's piggybacking on what Eric said uh, about um... – uh, Wentz with uh with the with Indy. Honestly, the the injury prone thing. I oh not injury prone. The injuries himself. I think it's actually gonna kind of help him him being in Indy because if you think about it, when uh, Philip Rivers was, was was with Indy, their sack numbers or I'm sorry allowed sack numbers were actually pretty low. That's a good. Point. Um. So you know I think the their offensive line is actually pretty good to protect them. Mind you, if they protect them. But I, you know, if they keep the if they keep the you know their the core, at least after the draft, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the draft is crazy, so who knows what happens then. But, no, that,
0: uh, that's an excellent point about Wentz too, because he never had an offensive line in Philly, and he's always running for his life. It seems so. Yeah, that that was a good point on that one. Um, but just kind of move on a little bit. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about here was uh, New England spending. I don't really don't want to get into details on all the players they got. We know they upgraded at tight end and defense and everything. Um, just a little bit of a perspective on how much money these guys have spent. In 1994, Robert Kraft bought the Patriots for 172000000 million. They've spent almost that in guaranteed money in free agency this year. I get Damn. the whole inflation thing, but that's just a ton, <laughs> a ton of money. And as Bills fans here, we would love to see all that money go to waste. You guys got anything on that? Um,
1: it. I like, I, like I said, like I guess before. I think this is kind of uh, Belichick's kind of last hoorah, or at least you know. Trying to get everything going, you know. Trying to get as close to what he used to have in the heydays. Uh, obviously, with the two tight end set and stuff, you know, um, they're, they're trying. They're trying, you know. Can't you can't knock them for not for, for not trying, honestly. Uh, I mean, obviously, other other uh, teams in the division are also trying to do the same thing and stuff. Kind
0: of <laughs> not on that level of spending, but they're trying too. Yeah. Uh, uncle eric you got anything on new england spending
1: uh
3: i mean they're like i want to piggyback off of angel yeah they're trying to go back to the days of grunk and, and um rest in peace are aaron hernandez uh yeah. you know st- theory where they're trying to go with hunter henry and uh juno smith is that how you pronounce his name
0: uh, John- 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 Smith. Johnu
3: smith yeah, yeah so i mean they're trying to do that and I don't, and obviously, as a Bills fan, we all are, we hate New England, and I think this is the last hurrah for Belichick, but I don't think they're done, and I know we're going to get into this, but watch out for the 49ers to get rid of maybe Garofalo, and he can might have a a homecoming back to New England to try to resurrect the New England team to try to compete for that division again. Yes, they've made good moves. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think Nelson Aguilar, I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. Kendrick
3: Bourne, yeah. <laughs> you know, you re your kicker. Okay, great. A kicker is expendable, you know, but James White, nice little piece. But I don't, if they don't make a move and I don't, if, if they don't draft a quarterback or maybe go for Graffalo, I don't like Cam at quarterback. I don't think he's going to do anything better. I think he'll be the same Cam. So. Right hopefully they do stink again and we don't have to worry about new England, but Belichick probably has something up his sleeve. Unfortunately, we've seen it in the past.
0: Yeah. He he is a brilliant coach and they have some of their smaller pieces still around like Edelman, who's always been a terror to defenses, but yeah. Um, Yeah, watch out for that team. And I'm glad you mentioned the 49ers here. That's a nice little segue into the uh, Dolphins trade that happened a little bit, what was it, last week? Yep. Angel, I know you got the details all queued up on that. What do you got for us?
1: Oh, Dolphins has been busy. They've been busy, busy, busy (laughs) people. Okay, so... All right, so basically what they did is they traded the third overall pick to um, San Francisco. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, San Francisco. And then... They went from uh from that to the 12th. Yeah, to 12th. Then they traded with uh Philadelphia from 12th to 6th. Yep. Um and that there's also a whole bunch of picks on top of that too. Right. Um but they acquired a lot of picks.
0: They did. And with that Philly uh the Philly trade, they also gave up a, a next year's first rounder, not this year, but next year. So basically just to touch on what you were saying they uh, traded the three to san francisco for san francisco's 12 and they got a 22 and a 23 first rounder then turned right around and traded that 12 pick they got from san francisco to philly for philly's number six and then gave philly a next year's first rounder um who who knows what they're doing um we're, we're gonna get into that a little bit later but um
1: you know, it's actually very similar to what we've done with our team. We actually – if you think about it in the past uh, past couple years, you know, before we went into, you know, this uh, role, you know, uh, we've been trading a lot of picks. And, you know, to be honest, I, I – don't catch me saying this, but I kind of like it. I kind of like what they're doing because it reminds me of what Brandon Bean has been doing with our team, you know, trading picks, trading back, getting more picks, getting more talent. And, you know, and I'm, I'm okay with it. And, you know, create, the competition is a great thing. It's just a matter of what they can be, what they're able to do with those picks. But so far, I like it.
0: Oh, yeah. The, the bean model, it's, it's look, it's proven to work. We, we've been on a steady incline um, over the past couple of years. There's going to be people, you know, copying it. It's going to happen. Unfortunately, that's going on in our division. But uh, Uncle Eric, you got anything on that?
3: again as a bills fan we don't like new england we don't like miami we you know jets uh, they're a laughing stock uh on a side <laughs> note uh shout out to my mother who's a big jets fan who we love to give her a hard time when the jets stink um but anyway <laughs> um, love you, girl. on to miami uh I, I i i can't say enough positive about what they're doing i do not do not like Tua I do not like him as a quarterback something about and I am, I'm not against lefties but lefties we have seen in the past how many have really been successful in the league but they have the capital if Tua doesn't work out I don't think they're going to take them um, a quarterback with their you know two picks they have in the first round I'm going to be very honest um, we'll get into maybe draft, you know, mock drafts or something down the road, or we can talk about that in a little while. Sure. But I really, really like what they're doing. And when they had, um, what's the the offensive tackle? I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank uh, that they got um, traded to Houston.
0: Oh, Larry B. How
3: do you, the guy who was, uh, you know, a question of mark coming into the draft that year where they, oh, he was, marijuana or you know, a troublemaker, and right. you trade him for basically four picks, you know, out of out of town, you know, and making all this capital now, you almost wonder, can they really screw it up? Can they be the Cleveland Browns and screw up with all that capital? I don't think so. I think you're gonna see a Miami team that's gonna be around for a while. As much as it you hate to say it, that's sure. what I feel. I mean, I think they did a hell of a job.
1: Well, the thing—the thing is, um, it's like I, as much as it, it would be great to have like years of dominance, it's mm-hmm. fun to have competition. Absolutely. I know it sounds—it sounds very, you know, I, no, I want to just destroy everyone and just get Super Bowls But it's also fun to have competition. What was not fun going against New England is having New England going against teams that are incapable of doing anything basically right. we were just laughing stocks we were a laughing stock division we want to be a division like the AFC West where everyone's afraid of coming to us we suck the Jets but still you know <laughs> it, it, you know we, we have what we have and I, I don't want to be a division that's like a pushover oh one team is good and everyone else sucks type of thing you know I, I don't like that it's not
0: right fun. right right yeah um yeah That's a good point.
3: I didn't mean to jump in, Angel. Yeah, you're absolutely right with that. How many years did Brady, uh, yeah, we we hate saying his name, how many years did Brady just, you know, come to Buffalo or, or we go to them and he just dominated us? And you bring a good point about the AFC West, you know? That division is an awesome division to watch. As much as the teams are in there, every year it seems like someone's winning a different i mean yeah kansas city has been dominant lately but in the past you see like oh the raiders are the only team that can beat kansas city you know because it's a division game or whatnot and it's not and you know and then you have denver there you know could be a wild card team but they were dominant for a while so you want to have that consistency and bring back the bills miami you know um what is the words we want to call it? You know,
0: rivalry, <laughs>
1: uh, rivalry.
3: Yes, exactly. That rivalry, Brian Cox flipping the finger at us in the, in, you know, at the Ralph, you know, yeah. it's a, it's, it's a great rival us bring it back instead of being like, Oh, we're playing new England, playing the jets. Let's get a rivalry again. They don't have too many of these in the NFL these days. You know, if you, if you think about it, sit back, how many teams are really a rivalry team, you know, these days.
0: That's really true. And yeah, to touch on that, those uh, Marino Kelly rivalry years are yep. just, <laughs> I, I grew up on that. That's a hell of a time to be growing up uh, watching football as a bills fan, but it was a lot of fun and that kind of set a standard. And that's kind of why we're so passionate about how good the bills are doing right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to kind of piggyback off of the talent thing, we're going to jump right into our next topic of conversation. Um, We're going to talk about things that uh, we particularly think that the Bills need uh, to address, whether in free agency. I know we don't have a whole lot of money left, but uh, or the draft. Um, Personally, I'm thinking that uh, a good cornerback to uh, opposite side, Trey White. I know we got the experience with Norman. He's a free agent, too, whether we re-sign him or not. I mean, he was up and down this year um but yeah that's the position i think and definitely an edge rusher um that's my top position really i would love to see us take one of them early or or with our first pick in the draft like jerry hughes he was great if you really dig into the stats last year jerry hughes without much help had an awesome year this guy i think we all remember the fumble for the touchdown He had four and a half sacks, four tackles for loss, 11 QB hits. He had an interception and he pressured the quarterback 25 times. Just think about that defensive line and what help he actually had. He's getting behind that line on a regular basis. Just give us one other guy to be afraid about on the other side and i'm telling you we're gonna to get to the quarterback more and that's that's my type of game that's like that's the bills that i love to watch is that awesome defense i mean don't get me wrong the the, the josh allen lighting up the scoreboard thing it, it's never gonna get old um but th- th- these were the bills teams that i loved watching the defense just dominate also um you guys what, what, do, what do you think what are the positions that you think we need to add uncle eric you go ahead and go first yeah,
3: um, I want to point out a, 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 a thing that I did some research on. Last 10 years, the Bills the, drafts. Uh, thinking. How many times do you think the Bills took a offense d- versus a defense? So the <laughs> last 10 drafts.
0: Can that's you give me true. a figure, you guys think? That's that's a tough one. I, I know it leans heavily on the other side. Mm-hmm. Offense versus defense are you meaning with the first pick or overall
3: with the first pick in 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 the when their first round pick the bills the last oh, 10 years how many oh, offensive players versus defense
1: oh it's 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 a huge lot It's am gonna say, lopsided i'm sure. gonna
0: say maybe two offense and eight
1: defense angel um okay so those sammy Watkins. And Josh Allen, so two. <laughs> I'll think... jump
3: in here. So you guys are kind of, it's actually pretty even.
1: Okay. But there's oh, been wow. four
3: offensive players and six defense. So let's think about this. If you go back to 2010, we took Spiller.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's
3: Marcel, right. Est- Marcel Darius in 2011. Yep, Stefan man. Gilmore in 2012. Defense. EJ Manuel, 13. Forgot about four- EJ. One. EJ. <laughs> yeah. We had Lockins in the 14. Okay. We didn't have a draft pick in 15. Okay. Shaq Lawson, Trey White, and then we got 2018 where we had two. We had Josh Allen and Edmonds. Yep. Uh, Ed Oliver, and we didn't have one last year because it was basically the trade for Diggs. Wow. So that brings me to a good point. We really only had drafted two cornerbacks and I believe that is a good need that we could go for I do agree on that but in defensive end yes that's a good one you're absolutely we need another edge rusher with uh, um, Hughes that is definitely key which Mm -hmm. brings me back to 2014 okay Okay? man if we would have had Aaron Donald that year and we didn't (laughs) make that trade for Sammy Watkins oh If yeah. we had had Aaron Donald, we could have stayed at where we were in 2014. We had the ninth overall pick, yep. and we traded that pick to Cleveland for the fourth, and obviously a little extra capital. We nine at nine, Donald Barr and Odell Beckham were all there, <laughs> and we took walk ins. Yes, would have this changed around everything, you know, these years now? Absolutely, you know, Donald, where he is now. Also, we can go with Khalil Mack's name. You know, we could have had him that year. He was right there with us. We could have drafted him then. Don't don't get me started with
1: Khalil Mack. Yep. (laughs) So, but
3: edge rusher and cornerback. But here's where I want to go. I want to throw a little curveball, Brian. Sure, go ahead. And Angel. Mm -hmm. I want to go running back. I know you kind (laughs) of were a little hesitant when we initially talked, when I I texted you the, the one day. Yep. I want the guy from Clemson. Or I want, which is um, Athene, if I'm saying his name right.
0: Travis Etienne.
3: Yes. I don't know (laughs) if he'll fall to us or there's Najee Harris. Either one of those guys. I know we have Breda. I know we have, um, you know, the the pieces we have right now. But I think we need, and I hate to bring him back into our story, I think we need a Lynch kind of type again. I think we need a, a Bruiser. We might have that right now. But I don't think he's a home run bruiser like one of these two guys that we could get if right. he falls. But that's just where I'm leaning towards a running back personally. The other yeah. pieces, you're absolutely right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Eric. Um, honestly, it's uh, I've been I've been it's been a two it's a two on one thing against Brian. Brian doesn't think that we need a running back. It's okay, we don't need a running back, right. but right. would it be nice to have one? Look at the teams, other teams. Look at I mean they have their running backs. They have a uh to have more threats is never a bad thing. So that's that's why I'm saying is to have one of those fresh fresh off of the draft, have them for four years without worrying about cap because the thing is, um when it comes to uh, uh Kansas City, soon enough they're gonna have to pay. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, with us, at least if we can draft one, and have a good one for, uh, you know, a couple years, we can at least, you know, um, maybe uh, get that one hurdle out of the way besides tight end, of course.
0: Well, yeah, there, there's tight end, but I just got to rebut a little bit to both of you guys here and make my case for the reason we don't need a running back. And to, to give you guys props, um, I touched on this a little bit in the last episode when I was high on Tennessee because I, I do love a good running back. Uh, Derrick Henry's just a fun, bruising, beat-you-up running back to watch. And I made the point also that having somebody like that will put fear into um, linebackers and defensive line, make them a little bit more uh, hesitant and give the quarterback some more time. Um I truly believe that uh, Zach Moss can turn into that. Now, Moss and Singletary, they don't, they they didn't, coming out of college, they didn't have the same, like, star power that ETN and Najee Harris have. Um, Neither one of them came out of the ACC or SEC. Um, So it's obvious that these two guys are playing against Closer to pro-level talented defenses than our guys are currently. But I, I believe that we've got a good coaching system to help these kids grow. And <laughs> to give you guys props, yes, it would be awesome to have one of them. But I'm just thinking, if we can get a cornerback, like if we can draft a cornerback that's like Trey White, I just feel like that adds a little bit more value at the time than a running back need would.
3: True. But I I do have one other point that I want to bring up on that. Yeah. And time of possession. Okay. That's where I think with time of possession, too many times, I mean, we had an awesome year, don't get me wrong, but how many games did we feel like we had to keep throwing the ball when we should have been putting the ball in our running back's hand and trying to get even those – four five yard runs killing the clock a little bit not being like the old bills fans where we're like are we going to pull it out are we going to you know are we we're we're, we're holding on for dear life are we going to pull this one out are we going to hold on you know i mean we did not have that as much in the like this past year but i feel like having a run on uh put the ball right through the gut of the, you know, the offensive line, run down their throats kill that time. So where we can win a game seven to six or something. Yeah. That's old school football, you know, that we grew up on, you know, and that, but I think that's going to be huge too down the road. You want to win those close games, you know, you too, you don't want to just be in blowouts all the time and, that's just me personally. That when I think time of possession comes in with like a running back, and but you're absolutely right. Don't get me wrong, we do need some other pieces because Poyer's not going to be there forever. Trey White's going to still be a, a key piece for us, but again, you know, you know, Angels' buddy Hyde, you know, you know, <laughs> how long are we going to have those two pieces together too? So you absolutely want to get some more depth on that too. You know, Levi Wallace is a nice compliment. But again, you're, you're, I do agree with cornerback is definitely a piece that we could go if we didn't go running back. But that's where my homer pick and running back is going first.
0: Sure, sure. And, and you make an excellent point on the time of possession. Uh, don't get me wrong. These games were crazy exciting this year, especially mm-hmm. some of the close ones. Like the game that keeps playing over in my head is the kind of comeback against the Rams. Um, okay, yeah. it was just you know you you make the perfect point for that game in particular if we had a running back to just crush their defense's soul and just run the clock out on them it wouldn't have even come to that point it wouldn't have been that close but there's that excitement factor too but um yeah that's that's an excellent point on the time of possession um mm-hmm. i just wanted to touch on a couple of uh draft picks too and before i get into that um guys any of the listeners if you got any input on any of the things we're talking about here just feel free to comment chime in um we'll shout you out we'll we'll, we'll talk about it on our next episode um but uh if uh, there's any fans out there that are they've got their draft pick in mind they've got their guy they're gonna be upset if we don't get them with the first pick just hear me out and listen to these guys. Alright, so on the edge. <clears throat> check out Carlos Basham Jr. out of Wake Forest. Do yourself a favor and look at this kid's highlights. I mean, explosive off the line. He's just like, he plays like a younger version of Jerry Hughes. So imagine in an offensive line just trying to compete with that. Um, that's a pick that gets me really excited um at uh cornerback uh he he had a little bit of an injury issue his freshman year uh bounced back pretty good out of UCF Aaron Robinson <sighs> what, what, what I'm liking out of uh out of a cornerback is speed and length this kid's got it and he's he's a ball hawk too um he's got good IQ he's got good vision for the field just you look at the kid's highlights and he's just on it. He's got that high IQ. And as we know, um, the bills don't just draft for talent. They draft character players and the people that I'm, uh, talking about here. Um, the first two anyways, they, they, have got that character. So that's always a great thing to have. They're going to have that buy-in. They're going to fit the Buffalo culture. They're going to feel at home. Um, the other one uh, i don't think he's gonna last to us but asante samuel jr out of fsu <laughs> uh, if you want a long highlight reel of plays just check him out and, and fsu didn't really have a good year but anytime that anybody dared to throw it his way like we always talk about how if you throw it near trey white it, it, the guy's not gonna catch it nine times out of ten it's it's an incompletion or something else happens that's what we would get out of Asante Samuel Jr. He's got the bloodline. We all know how his dad played in New England and all that. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully last If he does, I would love to have him. You guys got any uh, names that you're looking at outside of Najee Harris and Travis Etienne?
3: Um, yeah, I got a couple here. Um, I was looking over some mock drafts and everything, and you did put a, a Samuel. Um, definitely cornerback um that's one that i think we could target also greg newsome the second um another cornerback if he can fall to us here i think that's a great pick for us for at cornerback um maybe like more so a second round pick or whatever and i'm seeing in some in some drafts too uh, mock drafts uh eric stokes out of georgia cornerback yeah um But I did want want to point out one other thing here, too, um, because we were kind of talking about cornerback and, and like, running back. Mm -hmm. i seen this on CBSSports.com, a mock seven-round draft pick uh, round for the Bills. What would you think if this was the names of the players that the Bills drafted and it fell like this to us? Okay. So we got the running back from Clemson, Atheney, with the number one, our first round at 30, right? We draft 30, right? Yep. Yep. Then we came back with Eric Stokes, cornerback out of Georgia. Josh Palmer, a receiver out of Tennessee. Okay. Um, then we have Sedaris um, Hutchinson um, from South Carolina, offensive guard. And then we have an edge rusher um, out of Notre Dame. And then we have Jonathan Marshall, defense alignment out of um, Arkansas. So, I mean, if you had those seven guys and you look at what needs the Bills really need, we don't need a lot sure. But I think that would be a good seven round mock draft, you know, to cover needs in that. How do you guys feel about that?
0: Yeah. Um, you, you, <laughs> I, I gave you guys my piece on, uh, taking a running back first. Um, yep. but, uh, it, it's a solid, uh, seven round draft. Uh, we're addressing a little bit of depth on the offensive line, as you said. And, uh, that's another smaller area that I think would help out a running back if we did bring one in that um, we're we're built to pass protect um, having some good run stuffers would help. um but yeah, overall, I think it's a solid
1: seven round angel. um I don't really um unfortunately, I'm not um much of a college football player or uh, watcher <laughs> um but um as far as like Needs if they if they could be addressed, they take a shot on a tight end somewhere. Okay, you know it's uh we didn't really address it too much, and uh, I'm still worried about going into the season what we have right now. Um, so I I don't know, take a shot on a on a tight end somewhere. I'm not saying first round, second round, but you know maybe third round or below. Yeah. Um, just to see big dude. I'm talking about you know, colossal <laughs> type yeah. of
0: guy. And we, we kind of touched on tight end a little bit in the last episode. I was getting all gushy about Jacob Hollister. Cause Josh Allen played with him mm-hmm. in college and all that. Um, and <laughs> I, I'm not, everybody that knows me knows I'm not a Dawson Knox fan at all. Um, zero faith in him. I don't like any receiver's job is to catch the ball as much as that kid drops it. uh um, having like you said going out and grabbing a tight end that has hands at least I, I don't even care if they're big this kid from kyle pitts he's a skinny he's a skinny dude but he's got speed he's got hands obviously he's not going to drop anywhere near to us but um just having a tight end with some hands that's that's a heck of a good point point. and uh to touch on what uncle eric was saying earlier about the seven round mock i think you said uh we would be taking a wide receiver in the third round. Yeah, out of Tennessee, Josh Palmer. Okay. I think I can remember a couple of games that he played in, not vividly. Um, there, there's one of the kids that we drafted also. Um, I th- it was either last year or the year before um, out of Oklahoma State, Isaiah Hodgins. Um, mm-hmm. He was ju- getting just about as much hype as, uh, now I'm drawing a blank. Who, who's our uh, number three wide receiver now? beasley uh the the taller one number
3: 13 oh uh emmanuel sanders
0: no uh, um he's he was a rookie last year he made all those um... those awesome catches
3: oh gay uh gabriel davis
0: gabe davis he came in with gabe davis and coming out of the draft he was just the hodges was getting just about as much hype um Mm -hmm. davis had you know the highlight reels and everything but hodges had the the speed and versatility and route running and all that stuff uh why he didn't make it onto the active roster this year maybe we just had too much depth but um us getting mckenzie back just seeing a player with that kind of versatility lining up with mckenzie and emmanuel sanders um we're, we're, we're crowded as it is um but i i'm excited about him um yeah, Angel, I look like you got something over there.
1: Oh no, I was um like it's uh honestly having the extra wide receiver having the extra wide receiver in the uh in the draft actually I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. Um cuz the thing is that like, one thing that's lingering in the back of my head is of course Diggs. Um sure. you know, uh, his contract might be up, we need uh, we need uh you know we need to groom someone up uh, uh, to 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 rise up to the occasion. And I think Gabe, I think Davis is gonna be that guy. So we need someone to replace that guy, <laughs> Gabe Davis. So uh, I, I'm not opposed to a wide receiver, honestly. Okay. Although it may seem like we're kind of stacked, and we, and to be honest, we are very stacked. Oh yes. But you know, uh, it's not it's not a bad idea. Honestly, it's no, there's nothing wrong with growing talent, sure. growing talent for the future of our team or someone else's future. You know, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: That makes sense. That's a heck of a good point. Um, yeah. So I agree. I uh, I agree.
3: Uh, receiver. I mean, at in the third round, like you said, you know, grow talent. Would I love one of the stacked ones in the first round that are going to be out there? Absolutely. Will any of those fall to us? No. But we don't need to pull a trigger in the first round on a wide receiver. Absolutely not. Kyle Pitts would be a a dream if, if that if that guy ever fell to us or if we made a block muster move to do so. Holy cow, because when was the last time the Bills had a tight end that you can just almost want to wet yourself over thinking about, you know? <laughs> Never, I don't think. You know, I mean, yeah, we had Pete Metzler in the Super Bowl years and uh you know that but I mean not many of them that you can think of like you can be like oh my god yeah him you know like a shocky or uh you know one of those highly ones that are out you know that came into the draft that were picked high you know that's not going to happen to us um but I do love the idea of tight end I don't know too much about the tight ends in the draft other than you know Pitts. but I mean hopefully I mean Knox yeah The, the the thing with him is it drops you know, right. and it can be very frustrating about that. Um, but we'll just have to see what happens. I mean, we're in mock drafts, they got us have taken at every position, just about, except for obviously kicker or punter. We don't need, obviously, that's never going to happen in the first round. But I mean, right. they have us from edge rusher to running back to offensive line to cornerback, you know, to some linebackers. So, I mean, we can go anywhere. We're at 30. You know, when was the last time, again, we took that, we drafted that far down? So, I mean, that tells you something. We're we're in the right direction and looking up. So, Absolutely. now it's just going to be best player available, basically, at that point, you know. So, maybe we'll find a guy who slips, you know. Maybe a little head case that, you know, people are not are taking a, a chance on. You know, one guy I remember, too, and I wanted to bring his name up. I think his, um the guy from, if I'm saying it, I think he's from Notre Dame. Is it uh, Parsons?
1: I think yeah. he's going to go
3: high, but doesn't he have a back problem or something? Or am I thinking differently? Or is it the, one of the cornerbacks that has a back problem that might slip? Or personality problems?
0: Um, I, I know what you're talking about, and I think it was uh, one of the cornerbacks. It, okay, but, one of the cornerbacks then. Yeah. Okay, but
3: Dave Parsons, doesn't he have, like, an attitude problem too or something that we're hearing?
0: Yeah, yeah. They, okay. They, uh, like a, a – I'm playing for myself. I'm not a team player. Um, mm-hmm. it, obviously, like you mentioned, the the talent's there, and he's going to drop because yeah. of that. Um, mm-hmm. I personally don't see us taking him for the reason that we draft players that would fit the culture. Right. Um, yeah. I, obviously, if they think they can, you know, get his mind. I probably right. the
3: Raiders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good about taking those kind of players. Um, but yeah, just to kind of move on just a little bit here we're gonna get into some quick bits um as we all know the stadium was named where high mark blue cross blue shield stadium um high mark <laughs> is oh high is okay yeah. in my in my opinion it's always gonna be the ralph <laughs> um yeah you guys got
1: anything on that I honestly uh i can name you know it's just um, uh, apparently they, they, they've been having a long, long lasting relationship with each other. So, um, I'm not opposed to it. Um, high mark stadium. Not bad. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the name. Um, I, I've never been a thing when it comes to name. Uh, I, I thought one of the best things we had besides the Ralph was, you know, new era, Sure. I mean, new era. I, I love their hats. It's a Buffalo company, you know, kind of worked out. But, I guess to, you know, everything falls out for that. But, um, yeah, I, I'm fine with it, honestly. It's not, you know, it's not going to make a difference uh, as far as like the team. Uh, some people put too much stock into it, but, you know. Sure. It, 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 you know, it, it's, it, it's hot. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Uncle Eric, how are you feeling
0: about Highmark Stadium?
3: Uh, I am on a piece of paper right here. I hate it in capital letters. Um, unless I'm getting free tickets for having them as my healthcare provider, um, I don't like it, you know, Ralph, (laughs) it always should have been, you know, you can, you can even go back to the days when it was on, um, best street, you know, in Buffalo, where we had the rock pile back real far back. You want to go back and, and, and to give it a name like that rock pile would even have been better than this. I mean, a name's a name though. I mean, how many times has, if you want to talk about a gem of Buffalo, how many times has Pilot Field changed? Salem's Field, you know, it's a new name every couple of years because, again, you know, I just hope we can get something that sticks for a while and not yeah. just go every three years and change a name. Could have should have kept it with the Ralph, you know. I think a lot of more people would have liked to that, but it's a name, whatever, you know. Sure, sure. As long as we're putting, in, as long as we're winning, we're having a winning atmosphere, which I think we are going to have, and I feel confident about. It is what it is. It's just a name
0: that's a solid point solid point point. Yeah. and just one other quick bit to get into before we head out of here guys uh we didn't get to talk about this in the last episode um we got 17 games this year 17 and uh we're going up against the washington football team at home at home it's
1: magic fitz magic fitz- woo
0: fitzy he always seems to have a, a decent game against us i don't know <laughs> what it is he's he loves playing in Buffalo, and we then and then
1: uh, Trey Why always seems to have a uh, game winning interception to, against him. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, what I do mean, you feel about like seventeen games though? Like,
0: you know, I've had the same mindset on this type of thing, and it's like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like sixteen games is plenty. Uh, I get the whole revenue, get making more money. Um, TV gets more money, stadium gets more money. It it, it is what it is with that. But th- this this is such a violent sport, mm-hmm. and there's so many injuries as it is. I, I know the players will tell you they would love to, you know, give me more football games. I mean, they're they're itching they're itching for football as much as we are, maybe even more. Yeah. But if it's not broke, don't fix it. This is gonna change all kinds of things with records and how many yards and touchdowns or whatever is gonna be made in a season and everything. But that that's my piece, Uncle Eric. You got anything? So
3: I heard two things. One on GR where they talked about it. You know, going to 17 game season. Okay, you mm-hmm. might down the road. You know, make might get come back again. 18. Sure. As long as we're not getting into 20 game seasons and cra- and craziness like that. Yeah, I guess you know we can go with it. But uh in my favorite quote and I'm not a Twitter Twitter follower, but uh, they had a thing from Elvin Kamara. Okay. What did he think about uh, the um 17 game season? Um he had a lot of um words that they couldn't um say on, you know, the station and everything, but he was not a up um Happy with it. Let's just say. I mean, it's a definite a big toll on people's bodies, and you know, and professional football players on it. So, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, we get you know less preseason games because they're meaningless anyway. Sure. But I can do another. I can do another game season. You know, have seventeen games. But I think that's it. I don't think you need to go to eighteen. You need to go to nineteen. Whatever. I mean, if we kept it at sixteen, I'm still fine with that. But it's like it's like the 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 naming rights of the stadium. If we go back to, it. yeah, whatever you know. I mean, we don't like it, you know. But if we did it and changed it, which we are, okay, that's where I'm at. So
1: yeah, to, uh, to me either way. <laughs> now, nah, um, to to explain in, in detail what's going on with the 17 game. So what's happening is they're adding a 17 game. Uh, the the word the the way it works is that it's opposing opposing conference. And your position in that division to that opposing conference. So, uh, Washington was first place last year. We were first place last year. So, we go against them. And then, obviously, it goes down from there. Um, Also, piggyback, again, what you said about preseason. They were actually cutting one preseason game. So, it's now down to three preseason games. Now, eh, some people were like, "Oh, well, that kind of even things out, right?" No, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm not going there. No, no one's uh, preseason is preseason, and the fourth game is literally like and we're talking about people who are grabbing on to their lives, trying to get a job right. in the roster. We're not talking about the people who are going to be going through these 17 games. Um, I, I I'm gonna agree I, I'm agreeing with uh, a lot of these players. It, it is an extra game, but here's the thing. Let's be honest. When it comes to the contracts, when they come up, that's going to be a huge discussion. We're going to be having record high contracts come next year. I can almost guarantee that. Yeah. Um, we're and we're one of those teams when it comes to Josh Allen. So, um, having that 17th game, it's going to, uh, um, it, it's it's a bit more of an impact than uh Then don't get me wrong, the fans win on this part too because we get more football. Sure. But in the end of the day, we you know obviously the players. You know they, they also get affected, and, and this is not exactly a light game. But um, hey, look for more football for us, I guess.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and great point on the you know the explanation of uh, you know the opposite division. They're in the East. That's kind of where they were going with it. They were first place. We were first place. Um, not sure how many people knew that, but that was a good point. Um, yeah. Guys, I think that's a good place to close it out uh, for today. Um, I do have
3: one thing. Do you mind if I jump in?
0: Not at all. Jump right in.
3: I I, I like to do some trivia with you guys because I always like to try to see if I can stump you. And I probably think I'm going to stump you on this one. So it kind of piggybacks where we talked about the draft in Miami and that move and everything with the Niners and that. I like. So the last time three quarterbacks went first, second, and third was in 1990. Okay. Okay. Can you name the three quarterbacks that were drafted in that in that draft? First, second, and third.
1: It wasn't Peyton's year. It was not Peyton's year, so it was not
3: Peyton's year, no.
1: Okay. Uh and I, I can want... give you
3: clues if you want if you want me to after you guys think about it. It might be a whopper you, when you hear these names.
0: It uh, mm... I think I have an idea, but I'm gonna let Angel take a shot first. Mm... All right.
1: Uh 1999.
0: <laughs> no, 1990, uh, he said.
1: 1990?
3: No, 1999. Sorry. 1990, oh, yeah, yeah. I
0: 1990. That's what he okay, said, yeah. That changes everything for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I think, I think, I think Peyton was like two years, three years before that. Um, oh, you should I, know I, this I c- one. I kind of want to say it's the, the same year as like, uh, Breeze, maybe. Breeze. Uh, oh.
0: come on, you should know this one, Angel.
3: Mm. Did you look it up, Ryan?
0: Uh, I just know who the first overall pick was. I I think I know who the second was, but okay. I definitely know the first.
3: All right. So it's not, it's Let not Tim Couch. Guys,
0: yeah. <laughs> Say that it's not Tim what? Couch. It was Tim Couch. Was it, it was now?
3: Tim Couch. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes
1: yeah all
3: right so i'm gonna give you a couple little clues so yes cleveland had the first pick and they took tim couch yes and i'll give you the other two teams to maybe help you out you know because okay uh the eagles had the second pick and cincinnati had the third pick
0: all right so the eagles definitely took donovan McNabb in that draft
3: that is correct
0: okay and you said cincinnati right correct i know this one too he's a speedy guy wasn't he
3: if I can remember his plan, I would say probably yes.
1: Mm. <laughs> I like these
0: quizzes. You know, I'm trying to think back to the the, the Bengals quarterbacks. I'm I'm <laughs> gonna go I'm gonna go random. I don't know if I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna say Akili Smith.
3: That is absolutely correct. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: All right.
3: Now think about that. The only quarterback out of the, the top three right there that panned out was McNabb. Yeah.
1: That mm-hmm. was
3: also the year Don, Dante Culpepper. So he had a good career somewhat, you know, oh, so wow. he was drafted. He was, I believe, 11th that year. And mm. then also in that draft, which was a terrible draft, by the way, I think it was one <laughs> of the worst draft years, Um, was his name. Not Luke McCowan. One of the McCowan brothers McCown. Uh, was drafted there too. I was going to say that either, you know, you did have Ager and James in that draft. I mean, that was a, you know, a nice little um, running back that was out there then. But it was I looked at names and I'm looking down and I was talking to my dad. I'm like, wow, this was a bad draft. I mean, there's not (laughs) many Hall of Famers from that draft. So
0: no. Yeah. The number two got it with Donovan McNabb there. And like you said, Culpepper was in that draft. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so,
3: I mean, it was just, I bring that point up because we could see that again since 1990, three quarterbacks going one, two, and three with, you you know, pretty obvious that Jacksonville is probably going to take Lawrence. The Jets could be interesting. They could take a quarterback there. They can try to move down, get some capital, and then someone try to go for a quarterback. And then the Niners, I'm pretty sure, are going to take a quarterback too. So it could happen, and if that's the case... We'll see if they can compare to that 99 draft. Hopefully it's not as bad, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's an awesome point. I mean, obviously we hope it's bad for the Jets. Um, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's that's a that's a cool little tip, cool little trivia tie into what's going on in this year's draft. You know, so like now we're going to
1: have to make this a thing. Every time you come to the show, you have to come up with, with some uh, quiz for us. I can absolutely do that for you guys. <laughs> awesome,
0: awesome, awesome well guys we're gonna cut you off here but uh this was a fun episode we got to interview del reed he represented 26 shirts as our uh, first gym my uncle eric came on uh represented the uh, happy swallow go and check it out for some good fish fry on easter guys um uncle eric thanks for coming on with us it was a good time you had some great perspectives here um thank
3: thank you thank you for having me guys and keep up the great work you guys are doing a really good thing and you know we appreciate the love from florida there you know for buffalo and you know it's always a great time when you guys can come up i know it's not easy to come up all the time we go to bills or even uh, you know (laughs) i hate to bring the sabers up
1: yeah, <laughs> but, you know when we go,
3: we support the Buffalo teams and it's great to, you know, you guys are doing this and keep up the great work. And, uh, I'm just so very proud of you guys. And thank you for having me. And anytime you need my perspective or want to, you know, have me on, I'm always available for you guys. So thank you again.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> anytime, anytime. All right, guys. Well, for Angel, it's Brian here once again. Thanks for your, uh, listening. We'll see you next time.
1: Don't forget to leave a like comment share please gives us a lot of uh, um engagement and of course we'll see you next time